you get up. And, uh, you know, some have it very, very early. The earliest I saw this year was a church was having it at 545 in the morning. Now, that's not sunrise service to me. That's moonrise. But because uh, if you look at it, why was it sunrise? Well, obviously, they didn't have any lights. That's the brightest it could be and the earliest in the morning for them to go see the tomb. Now, this is a point I think we make every single sunrise service, but it's an important point to keep mentioning. Why were they going to the tomb? They weren't going to, to the tomb to sing because he lives. They thought he was dead. The Bible makes it clear they were taking things to go anoint the body of Jesus. They were going to the tomb in depression. They were going to the tomb in discouragement. They were not going in excitement. You know, I don't know about you, but hopefully we were getting up today and there's an excitement as we're coming into church here. The sun is rising. It's beautiful. It's Easter morning. Jesus has risen from the dead. We're excited. They weren't excited 2,000 years ago. In fact, they were pretty uh, disturbed about the whole thing. Mark 16, verse 1, it says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices that they may come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Now, what woke them up in the morning? They were depressed. They were discouraged. They loved Jesus so much that they wanted to go to the tomb to anoint him. Now, what wakes you guys up in the morning? Now, for everybody, it's a little bit different. I'm assuming uh, for most of you, it's an alarm clock. Maybe a spouse getting up and going to work. I know for me, it's my kids wake me up in the morning. It was a very strange day. I actually set two alarms. I don't know the last time I had to set an alarm because the boys always get me up. That's just what happens. And I thought, I do not want to be the one that's late for sunrise service. That would not look good. So well, that's what wakes you up. Okay, now here's the next question. What, what gets you going, though? Because all of us will wake up in the morning, but some of us don't get going in the morning. That's where those phrases of got up on the wrong side of the bed come from. Everybody will wake up in the morning. Now, we use little terms like some people are morning people, some people aren't morning people, etc. I will say this, I guess I am a morning person. I don't mind it. Time to get up. Let's just get up and meet the day. Dawn is the least morning person I've ever met. When she used to have to be at work, uh, she had a job where she had to be there at about 5.15, 5.30 in the morning. So I thought, what, how nice it would be in the mornings to get up and do devotions together before she went for work. We did it for about three, four days. She hated it. I think she ended up going farther away in her walk with Christ because in the morning she doesn't even want to talk to Jesus. The point is some people just don't like the morning. But somehow you still get up. Alarm clock, spouse, kids, whatever it is. But what gets you going? Now, for some of you, it's work. You have to go to work. There's no question about that. So you get up and you go to work. You know, for some of you, maybe there's an excitement on the day. For some of you, there's maybe something not so exciting. I don't know. See, what woke them up in the morning? Well, they didn't have alarm clocks back then. We don't know what woke them up. Maybe it was the sun coming through. But what got them going? They were depressed. Once again, they got up because they were sad. What gets their spirit going in the morning? Sadness. Well, look at the whole day here. I mean, how depressing of a day this is. Verse 1, they're taking spices to go anoint the body of Christ. They have to take spices because the Jews did not embalm. So now we're talking two, three days here after Christ died. So the spices would anoint to help take care of the smell. Not to be gross, but that's the fact of the matter is. And they were going to go there and take care of this. And they're going with this idea of really discouragement. Verse 3, who's going to move the stone? I mean, they're not, they don't even know what to do. 
I mean, it's like going to a store, knowing the store is going to be locked, but yet you, you still want to go there. Well, you can't do anything about it. The door's locked. You can't get in. The tomb's shut. There's nothing they could do. This is how distraught they are. This is how depressed they are. This is how discouraged they are. So they're just going to go in front of this tomb with this big stone that they can do nothing about because Jesus is dead. That's sunrise service. Now, obviously, 2,000 years later, it's a little bit different for us. But for them, it's a pretty depressing day. Their day was planned with death. Their day was planned with depression. But here's the key. God had a different plan. Verse 4, when they looked up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, for it was a very large stone. See, God had a different plan. Now, the question comes up to you. How often do you start the day off wrong? Now, many of you don't have to work today, so a lot of you will have to get up tomorrow morning and go to work. Now, when you wake up tomorrow, what's your first thought? Is it work? Are you depressed? It's Monday. You've got five days before you get another day off. Or maybe you've got something else going on. What starts your day off? And if it starts off wrong, why does it start off wrong? The problem is it starts off wrong is because you're thinking about what's all going to go wrong for the day. I got a big day at work, I got to get up, I got to do this, I got to get going. Or you know what, the kids got up earlier than I thought, so therefore there's that problem. Or I woke up with a headache. What's wrong? See, the problem is we're always supposed to go back to sunrise service and realize that every day we wake up, the tomb's empty. If the tomb's empty, what do we really have to be worked up about? Boy, I tell you, that last song they did for worship, that because he lives, beautiful words, isn't it? You know, because he lives, there's no fear. Because he lives, there's no worry. Why do we let these things get to us? Because he lives, the tomb is empty. What do we have to bring us down? The problem is, how are you going to start off your morning? Turn, if you will, to Psalm chapter 5. We've got about four passages here, real quick, we're just going to hit in the book of Psalms that talks about the morning. There is something about the morning that God likes. You know, the Gospels make it very clear that when Jesus walked this earth, that he got up in the morning very early before everybody else and spent time with God the Father. Now, Jesus set a great example there. Now, I know in today's society, with the way work is, etc., for some of you, you don't have that time in the morning. Your work schedule may be this or that. The point is you're supposed to have a time set aside for the Lord on a regular basis. Does the morning work? Boy, I think morning's better than any time. And why is that? Well, let's look at this. Just a few passages here in the book of Psalms. Psalm 5, verse 3. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. Okay, so, David here is stating the point that there's something in the morning. In, my, in the morning, he's, God's going to hear my voice. Now, what's he going to do? I think there's three things, three things that you can do in the morning to really make the day go well and really be a blessing. So stay in the book of Psalms. Now just jump ahead to Psalm chapter uh, 59, please. So early in the morning, we will, God will hear a voice. What's he going to hear? Three things. Psalm 59. Psalm 59, verse uh, 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Can I encourage you to start your morning off with praise and worship? Now, I'm not necessarily saying verbally out loud if you have other people in the house sleeping. That may not go over well. 
I'm saying that you can have your morning start off with praise and worship. If you maybe are getting ready in the bathroom, and you can, have a radio in there. Praise and worship is a great way to start. Maybe it's in your car on the way to work. Praise and worship. You know how often, what do we usually start our day out with? I hate to say this, my day usually starts out, like again, with the kids waking me up, so day usually starts out with breakfast. Okay, if I wake up on my own or something like that, one of the first things I do is usually go over, check my email, get on the internet, check the headlines, make sure the world hasn't ended or something along that type of line. That's all fine and dandy. Really not a great way to start off the day, I'll tell you that right now. If you have the opportunity to start your day off with a little bit of praise and worship, I'm telling you right now, your day's going to go infinitely better. And you may say there's nothing for me to praise God about in the morning. He's risen. The tomb is empty. There's always something to praise God about. You may say, okay, but I had a horrible night. I have a horrible day coming. What do I have to praise him about? Well, it also says in the book of Psalms that weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Every morning is a new day, a new way to start with the Lord. And I encourage you, start your day out with a little bit of praise. If it's just quietly in your heart, if it's through the radio, if it's through a CD, if it's on your way to work, I'm telling you right now, you will be blessed. What you start your day out with really does dictate the rest of the day. And if you start your day out in discouragement and depression and worry and already ticked off at the day, what the boss is going to do and what the boss is going to say, what do you think is going to happen by the time you get to work? If you start your day off a little bit of praise and worship and say, okay, Lord, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it because I will praise God for the day, not for what's going to happen because God deserves the praise no matter what. I'm telling you right now, your sunrise service every morning will be different. So the first one here is a little bit of praise in the morning. Okay, stay in the book of Psalms, if you will. Psalm 88 now, please. How about Psalm 88, uh, verse 13? But you, but to you I have cried out, O Lord, in the morning my prayer comes before you. We got praise in the morning. How about a little bit of prayer? Now, you know what your first thought is when you hear this? Because this is my first thought. I don't have time for prayer. Seriously, I don't got time. How am I supposed to have time for prayer in the morning? I heard a great quote uh, by Martin Luther recently in a little bit paraphrased, whereas I have so much to do today, I have to pray for three hours. I don't know if you've ever heard that quote or not. His point was his day consists of prayer. So often, once again, when we get up in the morning, the first thing we're thinking is not, I should start the day off with the Lord. First thing I'm thinking is, I'm already 10 minutes behind because I hit the snooze button too many times. First thing I'm thinking is, I forgot i got to do this, i got to swing by this place before work. Starting off your day with a little bit of praise and starting off your day with a little bit of prayer. Now, I know a lot of you are going to say you pray in the morning, and I don't want to get legalistic on this, and I'm not here to throw stones at you uh, at this time in the morning. I'm saying prayer, though. I'm not saying the little token, Lord, be with me today, thank you for the day, amen, goodbye. How about really sitting down with the Lord before you get going in the day and say, okay, God, this is what I got going on today. Would you help me with this? Would you help me with that? Lord, you know I got to work with that person. This person stresses me out. Lord, you know I got this big appointment at 1 o'clock. Could you be with me? Give your day to the Lord, but then here's this. Stop and let the Lord give you the day. See, so often when I go to the Lord in the morning in prayer, I'm going with Him with what I want to do today. Lord, I ask for your blessing on this and this and this. It says in the book of James, you know, that many people go and say, we're going to do this and this such business for the day. And God says, you're just a vapor. So often we should start our day with, Lord, what do you want me to do today? 
well, obviously, Lord, you want me to go to work because you want me to be a wise provider for my family, but when I get to work, who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to minister to? Who do you want me to eat lunch with? Lord, when I get done with work, you know, I feel like I need to do this and this, but Lord, you direct my day and my path. See, we get up in the morning, we think the day is ours to take and plan. The day is not yours. The day is the Lord's. And if it's his day, how does he want me to serve him that day? I highly encourage you, start your day off with some praise. Start your day off with some prayer and seek him to say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Last one, Psalm 119. We have prayer, we have praise. And if I was a really good pastor, the third one would start with a P2, and I'm not that good. So we have prayer, we have praise. Psalm 119, 147. Psalm 119, verse 147. I rise before the dawning of the morning. I cry for help. I hope in your word. We have prayer. We have praise. And in verse 147, some time in God's word. Now, you may be thinking, do you realize what you're asking? This isn't a little 30-second thing. You're talking like 15, 20 minutes to a half hour. I'm not asking anything. I'm just saying, I will tell you this right now. If your life is not where you want it to be, if your marriage is not where you want it to be, if your joy in life is not where you want it to be, how about we go back to the scriptures and look what God has to say about this. He says, if you start with me in the morning, there's going to be joy, there's going to be peace. If you have a time of prayer, you have a time of praise, and you have a time of being in God's word, there will be a blessing that comes out of that. Now, either you believe that or you don't. Now, it's easy to become legalistic about this. And I know people are legalistic. They will get up every day at this certain time. They will read this certain amount. They will do this. Okay, if it's not a heartfelt devotion of, Lord, I really want to seek you in the morning, then you're just jumping through hoops. Now, I will say this too. My wife, for example, I've shared with you before, is not a real morning person. Mornings at the Irvin house are kind of crazy with the kids. Dawn does all her devotions and all her daily stuff. She does it at night when the kids go to bed. That works for her. Now, she's a grump until 10 at night. If she would start in the morning, things would go better. But the point is, she does something. Now, the whole point is, is there needs to be something during the day. Does it work best in the morning, my personal opinion? Yeah. There's just something about the morning, guys. There is. There's something about the morning of just being up, maybe when it's a little quieter around the house, maybe when the sun's coming up, maybe when just the world seems a little slower, where you can really stop and say, okay, Lord, I can hear you better. I can focus on you better. I can see what you want me to do better. And if you spend your mornings with some prayer, you spend some mornings with some praise, and you spend some mornings in God's word, you will be blessed by that. You will be very, very blessed by that. And see, let's go back to our passage in Mark. The gals showed up. Why? Because they were depressed. They were discouraged. Their morning was not starting out very good. I'm willing to bet there wasn't much chit-chat on the way to the tomb. I'm willing to bet there wasn't a lot of fun and joy and smiling. I bet there was a lot of tears, a lot of worry. But when they got to the tomb and they saw the stone was rolled away, that totally changed everything. And I'm just telling you right now, every morning when you wake up, the tomb is empty and the stone has been rolled away. That changes your whole day. That changes your whole perspective on life. 
It changes everything. Turn, if you will, to Matthew 28. Let's finish this up here. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. So when we get up in the morning, we can do a lot of different things. We can hit the snooze button a few times and grab that extra 10, 15 minutes of sleep that we think is really going to make a difference on the rest of the day. It won't. We could catch the headlines so we know what's going on in the world, and to be 100% honest, that's probably just going to depress you. You could check your email. Maybe some good stuff there. A lot of times it's really nothing. There's a lot of things you could do in the morning. Or you could get up in the morning and say, I get to spend time with the creator of the universe. I get to spend time with God himself. Now, that is an exciting thing. See, the Gospels all take a little bit different take on the sunrise service, if you will. And when you put them all together, you get the full picture. But what we have in Mark is we have the depression. We have the discouragement of anointing the body, the stone being there. What are we going to do? Well, Matthew 28 Matthew 28 has got a great verse to end with. Verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Now behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Now I want to stop here for a second, because here's where we've got to make a choice and make a decision. We've already established the fact you can spend your morning whatever way you want. You can. The verse I want to end with here is, I think, the best way to spend your morning. We've talked about time of prayer. We've talked about time of praise. We've talked about timing in God's word. We've talked about that time of starting the day off with the Lord and the blessing that comes from that. Well, look how verse 8 ends. They went out quickly from the tomb with fear. And that word fear doesn't mean afraid in the sense of um, a fear of the day. It's a great respect and awe for which they saw and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Can you imagine if every one of us would start out every day with Matthew 28, 8, you would go out of your house quickly with fear, respect and all for God, and great joy, and you would run to tell people God's word. Boy, what a difference a day would make, wouldn't it? If you truly got up in the morning and you said, Lord, I am here for this purpose today, and this purpose today is to glorify you and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, your day suddenly becomes totally different. Because some of you, you think your day is there, Why? Well, my day is I have to go to work today. You don't have to go to work today. Well, if I don't go to work, they're going to fire me. You still don't have to go. There's consequences. There's very few things in life you have to do. See, God wants us to look at every morning, every day as an opportunity to spread the gospel, spread his word. Now, if you take that perspective of every day, Lord, who can I run in today to tell people about Jesus? Lord, who can I encourage in prayer today? Lord, how can I praise you today? Lord, how can I glorify you today? The day becomes exciting. The day becomes filled with joy. And when that happens, all of a sudden, you can't wait for the day. You can't wait for the morning because the tomb is empty, Christ is risen, the stone is rolled away, and you can say, Lord, how can I serve and love you today? So I encourage you, as you get up tomorrow, See, so often when you leave church, there's almost immediate application, right? 
We usually say, well, as soon as you leave this building, go do this. I tell you, I'm, you get a little bit of time off today. How about this? When you get up tomorrow, try to incorporate these elements into your life. Lord, I want to have a time of praise. Maybe that time of praise is you just wake up and you sit up in your bed and you just in your head, maybe a praise song. And I want to have a time of prayer. More than just the Lord be with me today, bless me, but Lord, here's my day. Lord, what do you want me to do with my day? And I encourage you, have a time in his word. Now that time in his word may be long. That time in his word may be short. I'm telling you, even if you get the daily breads we hand out for free back there, even if you get the little calendar with just a scripture on it, to me that's like a little snack in the morning to get you through for a while. It's better to have a full meal, and it's good to eat later on in the day. But if you want to grab a Pop-Tart of God's Word in the morning, that's fine. Because God will use that time to say, i got something to tell you today. And when you have that mindset and you go out into that Word, go out into the world, Lord, I want to shine for you. The day suddenly becomes different. You may still never be a morning person, but you can greet the morning with joy and excitement over what God wants to do for the day. And hopefully that changes your life. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to you now, we are thankful for the time to be here. We are thankful for the sun rising, Lord, and most importantly, the sun rising. And Lord, we come to you now, and Lord, as we go throughout the day, many of us will have family get-togethers or other things going on. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us be lights and witnesses for you. Lord, help us to shine for you. And Lord, help us to make a point every morning to start out our day with you. Not to start out with the discouragement and the depression, Lord, but to start it out with you. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And we lift this up in your name. Amen.